Hey everybody, welcome to episode 114 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. Now, on today's show, I've got Kevin Uritia. Kevin is the co-founder of Boy Media, New York's leading Facebook and Instagram advertising agency. Kevin's got some really great stuff to share with you, and he's going to talk about remote working and managing a remote team. Kevin's team are based all over the globe, and he's got some really good insight into that. So, let's get onto the podcast and welcome Kevin. So I've got Kevin with me on the show today. So Kevin, great to have you all the way from New York City. So welcome to the show, Kevin. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Kevin. I'm the founder of Boy Media. We are a digital marketing company based out of here in New York City. But a little bit about me is I grew up as, uh, I went to college in upstate New York for computer science. So I did not come from a marketing background. I came from a programming background that then eventually got into marketing. And the reason why people always ask me, like, how did that happen is growing up, I've always wanted to do like a startup, like a company. So when I went to college, I figured, okay, I want to do something with tech because that was like sort of what I was interested in growing up. Like I would play video games. I was like, okay, maybe I'll do a video game. I think every programmer eventually starts with like, oh, I want to do video games. And then you, you start looking into it and you realize, oh, wow, making a video game is actually pretty hard. So then, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, let me go. And then I started reading like, you know, TechCrunch, all the tech bloggers. And I was like, okay, I definitely want to do something with web stuff. But obviously in college, you're not really taught a lot of this web stuff. You're taught more like traditional computer science, which is like, you know, algorithms, which is stuff that's important. But um, anyway, long story short, I was always wanting to do something with tech. So in college, I even had my own like web development agency. And how I was looking for jobs there was I wrote a program. I'm not sure if you have like Craigslist. I think you guys have something else similar to that, right? Craigslist. Yeah, well, we do have, yeah, Craigslist in the UK. We've yeah. heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. What I, so I was doing web development with my friend Wilson. He was a designer. And what I did was I wrote a program that would scrape all the local Craigslist and then send them an email saying, hey, my name is Kevin. I'm a student at Binghamton. We'd love to sort of learn more about your project. And that's kind of got started with my development agency in college. And that was always something I wanted to do. So then I moved out to California about a month after I graduated, worked at Mint.com, which is a personal finance and in there, I was just like, even it kind of maybe even want to do my startup thing even more. Cause like I was near all these like tech people and startups and events. So anyways, me and Wilson, Wilson's actually my partner at the agency, but we always kept thinking about ideas to make and things to build. And we were always in that mindset of, Hey, if you make something really cool, people will just find your stuff. And we always thought that because that's the stuff that we read and sort of like just everything we read online was like, you just gotta make something cool. But then we realized that like there's this actually thing called marketing where you actually have to tell people and show people about your product. And sometimes that's probably more important than your actual product when you're spending like months building it and then you get no users. So that's kind of how eventually we got into marketing. But between then, I had like my first company that I had here in New York City when I moved back to California was a maid company. So I was doing uh, maid service. And I, was, I ran that when I was like five years ago. So when I was 25, I started that. We still have it right now. We're in like New York City, Boston, Chicago. We've expanded. We've acquired a few other local companies. But that's kind of really how I always tell people like, how do you really get into marketing is by doing my own business that I, once I quit my job and I was like, okay, I have to figure out a way to actually make money. So like, then you have to, you have to learn. <laughs> Great stuff. But that's kind of like how I got into it. Yeah. Great stuff. Now, just, just tell us a little bit about where Voyu Media is at the moment. Um, I saw you, you are the number one for Facebook and Instagram advertising, I think, aren't you? Is that, is that the way you yeah. describe yourself? So, yeah. So basically, Voyu Media is our digital marketing agency where we focus really 
most of our time on Facebook ads and Instagram ads, and of course some of Google ads. Um, but with that company, we're about 20 people right now. And with half the team being local to New York and then half the team being remote. So basically it's a nice little hybrid of local plus remote, but it's also like challenging because when we're trying to hire people, we, I was tell people like, it's for me, hiring remote makes more sense because I was always, I was always working remote when I was doing my other companies. Um, sorry, when I was doing my web development, I was like at school working for another company somewhere in like upstate New York. So that whole like working remote, like thing that's happening right now, I always thought it was interesting because computer people or computer science, we were always doing that. And, yeah. and it just like, didn't make sense that people just weren't doing it. And it was like just part of what we were doing. Even when I was working in California, um, my office was like literally a 15 minute walk from my, from my apartment. And I would still work at home and not go to the office. <laughs> so I was just like, I was like, oh, this is just crazy. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's, that's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, across the world, you know, remote working has suddenly become a big thing, hasn't it? So clearly you had experience of this, but, but what would you share in terms of your experience of managing remote teams, Kevin, to, to our listeners? Because I, I imagine a lot of them are going through that yeah. at the moment, having to adapt to that situation. I think there's like two different things that we need to think about for that is I think if like you're just used to like office work and then you're going to remote work, I think that's very hard uh, because just the reason like when we're hiring people to do remote, we want experience of them actually being successful doing remote work. Because when some people think like, I mean, you've always thought about like, oh, I'm working from home today. You talk to your friends, like I'm working from home today. And then you're like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm just watching TV. I'm just like, okay, so you're not working, <laughs> right? It's like, so you're not working from home today, right? You're just like, relaxing. So I, I think a lot of it is really about people with previous experience working from home, working remotely, which is always great. Obviously you can't always do that. But I think if you have somebody new that has to shift to his work from home, I always tell people like, you actually need to find a place in your home where you can actually work remotely. You cannot be working from your couch, your bed. You actually need like a spot where you're like, this is where I work and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I, I think that's the biggest tip, even for me, like I always struggle with that too. When I was, I, I was telling people like, oh, I'm going to work on my couch. And when I work from my couch, I know for a fact I'm doing like 56% less work. But when like I set myself up like at a table or like at a, a bar counter, I'm just like really focused. It's like, this is where I'm working. So I think it's that mindset of like, I'm working, not like chilling and hanging out. And how do you, uh, as the leader of your business, how do you manage your relationship, your connection with your remote yeah. team? Yeah, so for us here at Void Media, so every Monday at 9.30 a.m., we have like a team meeting. So it happens every week, no matter what happens, unless you have to reschedule it, right? Um, here we talk about what the company is doing for that week, the goals we have, or sort of what issues we see upcoming um, business-wise and just like uh, stuff internally. And then with us managing the team, uh, depending on who your manager is, everybody always has like weekly one-on-ones with like the people that they work with. That way they can always understand what's going on. Uh, another thing that we try to do too, which is kind of sometimes really hard is we try to hire people with like at least similar, not with similar time zones because we have, we're in East, Eastern, but we have people in like Europe, we have people in Asia. So we can't really, we try to, when we're trying to hire people, we're trying to say, okay, like if we hire like Tom, we know we want to at least hire somebody else in that same time zone. So that person isn't alone. That way there's like some sort of like, hey, like I'm with somebody else on the team online as well. Because just having a team feeling, I think is yeah. important. And, and so we try to, we, we consciously try to think about that. It's like, hey, is that person online by themselves? Because like, that can get kind of boring. And you sometimes want to talk to somebody, at least when you're online. Uh, we use Slack a lot too. And then we try to like, everybody knows we're remote. So we try to accommodate time zones. And we try to like, we tell them, hey, this is when we expect you to at least be on 
five hours of when like most of the team is on and then anything else like you don't need to be on or you can be sleeping or just like starting your day or ending your day so sure sure and do you do you think kevin that this is going to be something we're going to do more of given you know where we are and where we're where we're heading to I think it's definitely going to do more of, I already have my teammates asking me like, Kevin, are we going back to the office? I'm just like, I know what that means. <laughs> I know what that means. I was like, and then they asked me, they're like, I really love doing working from home. I'm more productive. Like we live in New York city. So for example, like from my place to our office is about an hour each way. So right. my teammates like, Hey, like I'm saving two hours a day. Like we're, and then plus like going back to what we were saying before is he's like our meetings now that, now that we're hiring people that are even more remote, we're, he's just, we're just like, our meetings are like 7 a.m. in the morning. Like, I cannot wake up at like 5.30 to just go to the office for a meeting. I was like, I can just do it at home, right? So, yeah. but I, I actually think, it's an interesting question because I think people are going to want to do more remote work because they're seeing this for like three, two, three months now. And they're seeing how much better it is. There's no commute. You're home. Um, and I think it's even going to get better when like, obviously right now it's sometimes difficult for parents, for example, to have kids. But when like your, your nanny can come, it's just much easier to just, stay here and work i I think it's really a big shift and i always i was talking to my friend i was like i wonder what's gonna happen with like new york city real estate like yeah it's it's gonna be crazy because i'm i know for a fact people are not not gonna want to go back home even for me like my company we're just thinking about like completely remote so um, which is which is hard because we do a lot of photo shoots and creatives so we're still need like a team in the city to just do like photography and videos because you can't really replicate that at home yet so yeah it's interesting. And, and are you finding your clients that you're, you know, you're working with in the agency, are they having a similar attitude to doing things differently? And is that going to benefit you, do you think, as an agency? Yeah. Are you going to have to change some of the things you do within the services you offer? Or is that actually going to roll a coaster forward for you? I think it's going to make it easier for us, actually, which is actually just, it's so funny that you're, you're talking about that because before, like, we would get clients thinking like, oh, like, are you guys all in New York City? We're like, yes, we're in New York City. But now, but then we would work with people like we would have some really great media buyers, which is like account managers that were overseas. And then we would tell them like, oh, you're working with this person. And they're like, oh, but I thought you were working. I thought I would work with someone from New York. But like, no, like this person, though, is really good. You should give them a chance. So it was always like this like tension of like they wanted someone like physically in New York. But I'm like, no, like I think for your account, you need somebody that that we have on the team. But that isn't here where now that conversation is like, OK, cool. Like I know that everybody's remote. Right. <laughs> so. And it's going to be much easier for us because like we always saw our brands, like, I don't like, I don't really care where you're from or where, where you live. Like, I just want you to make sure that you're really good at your job. And that's the most important thing. And then clients sometimes understand that the ones that are like remote first. Um, but there's obviously still the traditional ones are just like, I hired you guys cause you're in New York. We're like, yes, we're in New York, but like the person that you're working with isn't, and they're really good. So we think you should, I, I've literally had a few of these emails. I'm like, just give them a chance for a month. And then they're like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and do you think, Kevin, on that basis, that your clients, their view of uh, their markets will expand as well? So that what they're asking you to deliver to them is a, is a much wider audience because they're seeing it in exactly the same way, that their, their base is no longer just you know, New York City. It could be the whole world, for example. Yeah, I, and I think that's, I think that's what's going to make people realize like, it's going to be the whole world. And also, I think it's also going to like shift people's mindsets. It's going to give people a little bit more freedom to sort of explore more and go out more and sort of realize like they're just, they just can't be stuck in, in their homes or even in their local area to sort of go out. And that, that can, that's going to make new companies, new businesses. Um, I know at least for here in New York city, a lot of my friends are like, yeah, like we're not going to live in the city anymore. We're probably going to live somewhere else because like we, if we can work remotely and, and, and be fine, like it's just going to change some, some cities I think around, but 
uh, I think it's going to be different types of businesses that are going to be forming. Sure. And I'm sure many of our listeners um, are, are using Facebook or Instagram or thinking about using Facebook or Instagram to grow their business yeah. and attract company, you know, attract revenues to them. So any top tips that you might want to throw their way about how to use Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising to really get some maximum impact, apart from of coming, coming to yourself, of course, which we'll cover at the, at yeah. the end of the interview. So, oh, yeah, no, one of the best tips I always tell people is, is people, to, people for content that you're using on Facebook, or Instagram is to you is to use user generated content. So UGC, which is Content that people will have either e- e- email to you about them using the product or service or someone just like posting a comment on your wall or posting a comment about the product in hand. We still see that like that always beats professional photography or professional videos um, the best. So like it's just like a normal image of someone like just opening it, right? If you go to like YouTube and like Google like unboxing videos, like we try to replicate those as much as we can for brands because they just work so well on Facebook. But even like we're working with this company that sells like leggings and their best ad is an ad that's is an image that someone posted as a comment on one of our ads. And then we pulled that, we contacted her saying, Hey, we think this will be a really good ad because it fit the audience perfectly and it's still working really well. So, and plus I, I love that because it's also free, like free content. Um, you just email them saying, Hey, I really want to use your image. And a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, like I would love for you guys to promote me because a lot of people would just like that. And then if you can, and then I think for brands and businesses, it's just a way of, how do you organically get that content? And I always tell them like email, like after someone purchases after 30 days, just say, Hey, we'd love for you to get, send me a photo or video of you using the product. And I'll give you, um, you know, some percentage discount on my store. And, you know, and then a lot of people respond to that. That's fantastic. So that, that very much is around the concept, isn't it? Of making your customers, your best marketeers, yep. really. Yeah, um, that, that's exactly it. Yeah. Because people like people like you can make professional videos, but people we still see that people still love looking at someone that looks just like them in a yeah. photo that isn't like this well lit, like well photoshopped uh, picture. Yeah, yeah. There's there is that kind of authentic feel to it, isn't there? Which you, yeah. you don't get in the setup. I found what's interesting over here, Kevin, in the UK is that for many many years, customer testimonials have always been in a written format, and everybody okay, goes, yeah. "Oh well, who wrote that?" But now they're in a video format. It's yep. clearly very yep. authentic. Yeah, yeah. If you were if, if you were looking for people to send you a little video of the product in action, how long would you be asking them to record for, do you reckon? I, I would say record for any anywhere between 15 to 30 seconds max. You right, don't need, okay. you, yeah, you don't need it to be crazy long. It's usually like, hey, my name is Kevin. I purchased like this thing and, and it really works well. And, and when making this video, I always tell brands like, don't leave it up to chance, right? Don't just be like, Hey, send me a video because then people will be like paralyzed. Like, I don't even know what to say, right? Send them a little snippet of what you would like them to say. So someone in your team or your company record that perfect message with the key points of like great shipping, um, great customer service, because when they make their video, they're going to be thinking about those key points. It's just like psychology. It's like, it's proximity. Like, what did you just hear? It's like, oh, these words. Okay, now I know what to say. Right? Yeah. And does Boy Media, do you, does your services extend beyond Facebook and Instagram advertising, Kevin? We do. So we do Google ads and Snapchat advertising and then YouTube ads as well. But those are like the other ones that we do for clients when we want to scale them to different platforms. But we still see like Facebook and Instagram still be like the main thing that we do for brands. And it's sort of the ones that we're pretty much experts on. I mean, you mentioned YouTube there. Do you think YouTube advertising will continue to grow? And do you think oh, yeah. smaller businesses will start to leverage towards YouTube advertising? I think, I think they will. And the reason why I say that is because people are just finally realizing how powerful Facebook ads are with the video ads. 
and then yeah. they're just going to make a shift to YouTube ads um, and, and just like reformat the videos that are currently working because that's, what, that's exactly what we do now is we take some of the Facebook videos that are working and then reformat them to YouTube and then reapply some of the targeting that we, we can get on, on, on YouTube and it works really well. Um, I think over time, Google is going to get better at the targeting and adding more like more like interest that similar to like Facebook does, but it's pretty good. I think, I mean, YouTube has such, so much volume. It's crazy. It's the second largest search engine besides Google. And it's, and it's like Facebook, um, like there's so much people, so many people on it. And I think even more people on it than Facebook, I think, but I don't, I don't think Google, I don't think YouTube reports numbers. I'm not sure, but it's massive. Obviously everybody's on YouTube all the time. It's interesting. I was on a conversation earlier yeah. this week and we were talking about how individuals as well as companies are becoming media companies or having yep, to yep. become their own media company. So they've got the YouTube channel. They might have the podcast. Yep. They've got the, 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 the way they're transmitting their articles and all that sort of stuff. They're creating their own, as you say, a lot of their own content. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's really incredible how it's all changing, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, and I think it's, it, that's what's happening. And that's sort of like interesting because we always tell brands that, you what a brand needs to basically be like a media company now because they're all all you're doing is producing content for these platforms that are very visual it's no more like text based where you can just have someone write stuff they you need some sort of face to your company now because people want to resonate with that and i think that's that's exactly what you were saying before and even now some of the biggest companies that people look up to there's a person now in that company that you you think about obviously the biggest one for marketing is probably someone like gary b he's built his whole empire off him right yeah and, yeah. So that's, that's a really big one. And even some other internet marketers that you probably know about a big one, you probably know is like Russell Brunson, right? He built click funnels off himself. So it's interesting because I think what's like, it's interesting because when I was first starting marketing, I didn't want to be like that where I didn't want to be like, Oh, Kevin, but like <laughs> you have to, you're like, okay, everybody wants this. So like you have to go and do it. So this is why like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like even, even in turn of that company, we're like, Kevin, you need to be the face of the company. I'm just like, uh, like okay fine like, yeah <laughs> well it's fascinating it really is interesting kevin isn't it because in yeah. the in the in the sales stuff i do i talk about we live in a digital world but people buy from people yep it's it's still true people still want to trust you people still want to know hey does this person actually sound smart and know what they're doing because even from i mean you probably too when people reach out to me i tell people like i tell people listen to my we have a podcast too i'm gonna tell people listen to my podcast listen to my youtube if what I'm saying makes sense, then we're probably going to be a good fit because I don't want to convince you to work with me. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, great stuff, uh, Kevin. Any any sort of final top tips uh, to share with our audience before we wrap things up? One final top tip that I'd like to sort of tell people too is if you have like a let's say um, a retargeting audience of customers that have purchased from you, something that we've done before is if you have a new ad that you want to try out, I tell I always tell people run that ad or campaign to people that have purchased from you and try to get some initial comments or likes of people saying, Oh, I really love your product. I really like your product. And then once you, once you run it for like a day or two, take that ad and put it into like a top of the funnel campaign. And then when you show it to new people that have never seen this ad before, it already jumpstart it with some comments and likes of people saying, I love the product. So then that will improve that sort of credibility uh, of, Oh wow, I need to buy this. So that's, that's something that people could do. It's pretty simple to do and you don't need to do too much budget to that, to get some initial comments or likes. So. Great. And again, and again, another great example of using your existing customers yep. to, to help you do the marketing. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Now, if people want to get hold of you, Kevin, uh, or Void Media, or both of you, obviously, uh, how, how mm -hmm. do they do that? Yeah. So you can just go to voidmedia.com or just email me, Kevin at voidmedia.com. 
But uh, we also have a podcast called Digital Marketing Fastlane where we talk to other founders as well and also do Facebook tips. So that's like, you know, the best three ways to get in contact with us. And presumably in the world we live in, it doesn't matter yeah. where you're based, you'd be keen to talk to anybody. Yeah, no, we can talk to anybody. We just, yeah, we just, I tell people like, oh, I talk to anybody. Like uh, we have like clients in Europe, in, in France. It's so fun. Yeah. Perfect. Great stuff. Great. Kevin, it's been fantastic you having you on the podcast. I really appreciate your time and some really great insight for our listeners there and some tremendous tips. So thank you very, very much indeed. Thank you, Trevor. It was fun. Great stuff. Some really great stuff there. So I hope you got a lot out of that, particularly around Kevin's thoughts and his experiences of remote working, but also of using social media. And what a great tip that is, isn't it? About getting your customers to send you photographs and videos of using your product or service in action. Just think how powerful that is compared to your traditional written testimonial. Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of another podcast. Don't forget, if you want some sales and presentation help, give me a call. I've got some great stuff on my website to know to help you right now it's all free of stuff all free stuff on there as well but also got some new great ideas for doing online training online coaching short sharp sessions it seems to be the way forward i'm ready for it now i'm all geared up so go to my website trevorleemedia.co.uk you can find everything you might need from me there okay thanks for listening oh and don't forget if you did enjoy the podcast please leave a review that would be fantastic you can do that on your podcast app there's a kind of rating thing you just press the rating leave a comment that would be so beneficial to me so helpful so thank you very much indeed see you on the next one